Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number eight of the After Ascension podcast. If you're a new listener, I'd like to thank you for being here, and I would like to also encourage you to go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. I go over a lot of stuff that I feel is important for those who are awakening and trying to get in touch with that most authentic version of themselves. And if you're a returning listener, I'd like to thank you so much for your support. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback from you guys, and I love hearing from you. Again, if you would like to contact me, my email is in the description. And for those of you who have contributed monetarily, just want to say thank you. We have a little boy that's going to be here in the next few weeks, and apparently those little things are expensive. So, speaking of that, my wife is, like, really done with being pregnant. She's, like, unable to find a comfortable position. Her feet are killing her. Um, She's still working, so that doesn't help, but... We waited so long to get pregnant. She seems like she's been pregnant forever. And we're so excited for this little guy to get here that the anticipation and the excitement is literally killing us. My wife and I have been together since high school. And we've seen our friends and family and you know people around us who got together at that same time or even later have like you know four or five kids at this point or more somehow. And, you know, we're just, we're done with waiting. We want this little guy to get here really soon. And he, he is going to be here. So any good vibes you can send our way to make this last few weeks transitioning into that experience uh, will be greatly appreciated. So that's, that's where we're at currently. And you better believe this kid is going to be absorbing some spiritual truth right off the bat. I'm excited to learn from him and I'm excited for him to learn from me. Because you go through life wondering, what is this all about? What are we doing here? And then, you know, you hold a newborn and you're like, oh, okay. You know, this makes sense. This is what it's all about. This this love and this connection. Uh, that's why we're here. And I'm so excited to have that experience with my own kid. And I could not be happier with where I'm at currently. Anyway, let's get into the, the message. So today's episode is going to be about lucid dreaming. And dreaming is pretty much my favorite thing. Um, You know, there is just so much potential there, especially when you understand and are practicing and able to accomplish having a lucid dream. And on top of that, understanding how dreams are used, how your Akashic Records and your karma feeds those dreams and how to process them correctly. These are all things that I'm going to go over in this episode because once you realize that, you know, dreams aren't just random, that when you go to sleep, you're actually transported to another place in time. And even when they seem abstract and obscure, there's value and there's lessons and messages given and opportunities to grow from whatever experience is presented to you through them. So first, I want to talk about how to properly process dreams what you're being shown, and then I want to tell you about an experience I had that was the the inspiration behind making this episode today. So, when you dream, there's actually a whole lot of work being done, especially once you've awakened and accepted the, the journey of a soul who's decided to ascend. Because once you've made that decision, you have a whole lot of clearing to do, from the Akashic Records, from past life traumas, not always traumas, but those are the main things that are bogging you down 
and how you process and clear those is really, really important so you don't have to repeat the process. So you can just get them taken care of, get it out of the way so that it doesn't have to cycle back up through. Then it's just more busy work that you have to do when you would rather be doing other things. And as I explain how to do this properly, I'm going to use personal examples from myself so that maybe you can relate to them and can paint kind of a clearer picture of what the process is for you. And just so you're aware, clearing this junk from your Akashic records can be kind of, in my opinion, one of the most uncomfortable parts of the ascension process. But it's not actually a step you can skip because you've been here so long, you've done a lot of heavy things, you've had a lot of dark lifetimes at this point, that things are going to come up to be cleared, and if you don't handle them properly, then your your higher self is just going to back off. And, you know, it's going to take you longer to get where you need to go, because they are concerned about your comfort, they are concerned with how you're doing and how you're handling some of the, the heavier stuff. So let me tell you about a couple of dreams I had that were hard to deal with. And had I not known how to process them, I probably would have just stuffed them back down and they would have had to come up again. You know, And nobody wants that. Um, so my personal experience that I had, and you guys may have noticed that when they do these clearings and they do them heavy, that they try to get it all in at one time. So when you have one nightmare... If you go back to sleep, you're probably going to have another one. And it's probably going to be a traumatic situation that happened to you that is still attached to you. So one night, I had three dreams. One dream was my brother was doing something, and I was law enforcement, and I arrested him. And it was a really sad situation because, you know... He was my brother, and I knew he was going to probably be going away for a long time. And, um, you know, I didn't want that experience for him, but I felt like professionally I had to put that relationship aside and just do what my job said to do. And that was a really, really hard dream to deal with. So I woke up from that, went back to sleep. And then the next dream I had, I was instantly inserted into just an all out war. You know, I'm. I mean, swords and axes and shields and stabbing people, cutting people's heads off. You know, a lot of us have had warrior lifetimes like that when we were the, the conquerors or, you know, we were defending our homes and our families. I think the chances that you've been in that similar scenario is probably 100%. And the, the people I was fighting against were all people that I knew in this lifetime. And we're going to come back around to why that is here just in a second. So the third dream I had that night was me, my little brother this time, my, sorry, my other little brother. Um, he had disappeared. No one knew where he was. We were all really worried. And there was just this search party and we were looking for him and I found him and he was, he had been killed. And not to go too much into detail, um, I just trying to get a point across that what these energies came up to be cleared were showing me is that in a past life I had arrested my brother and, you know, I loved him, didn't maybe believe that he had done what he did, but was still scared of what consequences he was facing going forward. And then, 
you know, obviously we've all been in a lot of situations where we were invading and defending our homes and having to fight and doing whatever we had to do, kill or be killed, you know, um, whether we wanted to or not. Sometimes that choice was taken from us. And then the third dream that night, um, you know, was I was being shown that I had lost a little brother that I loved. And that was still carried with me. And I was given the opportunity to clear that. And what we're doing, this was in a recent cryon channeling, but we're clearing the fog. That's what the ascension process is. You start out in this thick cloud of black smoke and you clear something here, you clear something there, something comes up from your Akashic records, and you get rid of it, and it's no longer in your field, and pretty soon this fog starts to clear up, and you begin to regain the most authentic version of yourself, which is the ultimate goal here, and this is what we're trying to accomplish. So after that night, I sat up in bed, and was just kind of thinking about what I had just been shown, and I realized that what was being shown to me, why those family members and people I know were involved in the situation, is because they are doing whatever they can to have this dream make the most impact possible, make it as relatable to who you are currently. That way you're able to see the emotion and send it to where it needs to go, which is out of your field. And that's an important realization because sometimes we can get thrown off when we're trying to process a dream based on who's involved, but just know that the people there, it's just their way of getting the most impact from that dream. So you don't have to repeat that scenario. You can just see it, get rid of it, and move on to whatever whatever needs to be done next. A little while ago, I was having so many of these kinds of dreams that I went to a friend because of my YouTube channel, I've, I've built a lot of relationships and I know a lot of people. And, you know, I reached out to this person and I was lucky enough to get to speak with them. And, you know, I said, I have all these dreams and, you know, I kind of understand what they are. But why are there so many? Um, I'd rather be doing other things. And she said, as someone who's dealing with a lot of old souls, you have had a lot of dark lifetimes. And that's something I'm still working on. I'm still going through a lot of that processing phase. But the difference is now that I've introduced the, the lucid factor into this equation, I can process the dreams while I'm in them instead of, you know, waking up and then trying to figure them out and maybe forgetting them instantly. And the inspiration for this episode came the other night when I was actually going through one of these dreams, I was in a fight, um, you know, I was teamed up on, I was in a position where I was fighting for my life. And as I got deeper into that dream, and as it became more uncomfortable, I became lucid, and everything that was going on in that dream stopped. It, like, slowed down. Everyone who was coming after me backed off, and in that moment... I was able to shift my focus back to, okay, what am I being shown here? And in that dream, I was accused of doing something I didn't do, and I was being attacked for it. And there's nothing really I could do or say to stop this attack from happening. So when I was in that moment of clarity, I took a step back, and I was given the option to continue that dream or to wake up. And in that moment, I made the decision to wake up. 
And one thing about lucid dreaming is when you do have a lucid dream, if you wake up from that dream, the chances of you becoming lucid in the next dream, if you go back to sleep immediately, are like sky high. And I feel like ever since I dedicated myself to lucid dreaming, and I don't even do a lot of the stuff that people say you can do in lucid dreaming. I just basically become lucid in whatever scenario that I'm in and, you know, I function and I deal with whatever's in front of me. The dream then becomes, you know, not like I'm there experiencing that. Like, it's like I'm playing a video game, basically. I am in that moment, but I'm sort of detached. But anyway, since I've become a frequent lucid dreamer, whenever I've had one of these really negative clearing type dreams the next dream that i've had has always been like super positive super blissful you know i basically go from hell to paradise and in this dream that came next i'm actually really excited to describe it to you just because i'm excited to relive it myself and you know if i could go back there if i could pick one place to be that may be it so i have this stressful dream i go back to sleep, and I'm immediately lucid. And let me just paint the picture for you of where I'm at. So I'm on a beach. First thing I notice is my toes in the sand. And the water was so blue that I couldn't believe it. The sand was perfectly white. You know, it wasn't that sandy, gritty color that we're used to. It was just as if I was walking in salt. It was beautiful. I could hear the waves crashing. I could feel the sun on my face. I could smell and feel the breeze. And usually when you become lucid, it's hard to stay lucid just because there's normally so much going on around you that it's hard to focus on what's in front of you. But in this situation, I looked forward. I noticed that, you know, there was just miles and miles of beach in front of me. And with the wind and the water and, you know, the sun and all the elements that were involved, it was like there was some cinematic music playing. You know, I just started walking, and as I was walking, I looked to my left, and I noticed that there was this beautiful, futuristic-looking city that just stretched. You know, it was on the other side of, you know, the bay or whatever we were, uh, wherever we were, and, you know, this city just stretched for miles and miles, so... Man, I just walked so slow, so lucid walking down that beach, looking at this city, just trying to hold myself there as long as possible. And it seems like I was in that dream for a really, really long time. And to me, it felt like this scenario was a reward for all the work I had put in over the last few years. And being in this moment that is really blissful and everything's just balanced and every beautiful thing is just there on your fingertips. It's something I wish everyone could experience. And, you know, I'm going to let you know right away that lucid dreaming does take a lot of practice and it does take a lot of concentration and dedication, a lot of work. But getting that first lucid dream out of the way is so important and it's not really that hard if you know what to do. And if you take this advice and put it into practice, it's going to be a whole new ball game going forward for you. I'm going to tell you how to have your first lucid dream and how to stay in that dream and maintain that lucid state as long as possible. 
Because when you do have that first lucid dream, everything is going to be thrown at you to try to get you out of that state. And that's just sort of how it is. But if you educate yourself and are dedicated enough to recognize what this experience is and what's going on in that moment, you're able to return to to balance. And the reason I was able to stay on that beach for so long the way I was was because I had nothing environmentally challenging me and pulling me out of that lucid state. But anyway, getting that first lucid dream out of the way is so important. It's just going to, I don't know, there's no other feeling than being in the lucid dream and it almost doesn't seem real until you're there having that experience. So here you go. Have you ever been doing something right before bed like watching TV or maybe building something or cleaning even? Um, happens to me a lot when I play video games. I go to sleep and you know I dream about that game. I dream about whatever I was watching. I dream that I'm doing whatever task I was doing before going to sleep. And it's usually something that's repetitive or something that you absorb in high volume and it's like fresh on your mind as you as you fall asleep. A few years back, probably four or five years, I had gotten into lucid dreaming. Um, I was doing all these little techniques and tricks that you know people say work help you get into that dream but i was having zero success so i gave up and you know about a year ago i came back around to it and i found this youtube channel called how to lucid um the guy there is a really proficient and kind of a revolutionary in the in the lucid dreaming field and i kid you not i came up with the idea for this episode and this guy contacts me a few days later about a partnership. And I was like, you know, holy crap, dude, I'm about to make a, a podcast episode talking about your YouTube channel and lucid dreaming and how it's helped me. And lucid dreaming is something that's so important that I'm going to be talking about it a lot going forward. So it was nice to hear from him. And hopefully I'll be able to get him on the podcast at some point. Anyway, back to the story. One night I was laying in bed. I had my phone and I just binge watched like 10 of his videos and went to sleep immediately after. And having that first dream was such an amazing experience. I will never forget it, even though it was a little uncomfortable at first. Not the lucid part, but the, the transition from being in the normal dream state into a lucid state was a little weird. So when I was dreaming, I had gotten into a car that was no longer mine. So in that dream, I was kind of like panicking. Oh my gosh, I stole this car. I'm going to go to jail. You know, all that stuff was going through my head. And then it hit me. Holy crap, I was dreaming. And it's because the lucid dream concept was so ingrained in me at that point. Because I had been spending all that time watching his videos. I was easily able to step back and identify what was going on. And if I ever feel like I'm having trouble getting into a lucid dream, I go back and do the same thing, and it puts me right back into that lucid state. And the funny thing about getting into your first lucid dream, or even several lucid dreams after that first initial dream, is that the experience is so exciting that when it does happen, it just kind of, the excitement just bubbles within you, and you actually kick yourself out of the lucid dream. Like for me, when I was in that first lucid dream, I 
started to realize that, hey, this was a dream. I did not steal this car, and right now I'm lucid. And it was really cool, but, you know, I got so excited that I actually crashed the car, and I woke back up. But once you do get into a position where you've educated yourself enough to recognize when you're in the dream state and become lucid, your next goal from there is to try to maintain that lucid state. So my advice to you is when you get into that position, don't engage with the environment. Don't interact with any of the people you see because it is so abnormal at times that you're going to get sucked right back into the normal dreaming state. So my advice would be to just stay there wherever you are, collect yourself, observe your environment. You can walk around if you would like, but avoid people. That's probably the biggest thing. There's going to be a lot of things going on around you, but the people in lucid dreams are a little bit, I want to say, blunt. Um, My second lucid dream, I was actually at my house, and I walked out the front door, and I went to the sidewalk, and there was this lady there, and she just said something really, really crazy. So crazy that, you know, it put me right back into the normal dream state. But had I stayed in my doorway and just watched her walk past, you know, I probably would have been able to maintain that lucid state a little bit longer. But once you get proficient at observing the environment and you really let that state of awareness sink in, then you can move around. Then you can interact with people. And then you can even change locations or manifest something or practice a skill or you know just walk on a beach if that's what you're into one of the most fun things you can do in a lucid dream is flying and you realize that you know you're in no real danger if you're able to wrap your head around that you can stand there and just simply lift off the ground and suddenly you're in the cloud layer and you're just viewing the earth and all the people down here and it's such a tremendous feeling of freedom Once you get into that place where you're able to stay calm and stay collected, first thing I recommend you do is just simply rise up off the ground and fly. And then when you do get to the dreams that are work, that are for clearing and getting you to a higher level, it's going to be much easier for you to deal with and you're going to be rewarded with a dream that takes you to something really special. So like I said, lucid dreaming is really fun and it's something I'm really passionate about and I think it's a skill that's going to help you get a long way and get to where you're going a lot faster. So it's something I'm going to be talking about a lot more on this podcast along with many other things that I'm excited to share with you. So if you enjoyed this episode, um, I'd like to ask you guys to please share it with someone who may benefit from this information and if you guys would like to reach out to me, feel free to do so. And just remember, keep it simple, believe in yourself, and trust the process.